Welcome to the Grace Point Assembly of God podcast. To find out more about our church, please visit gphixon.com. Now let's get into a powerful message for your life from God's Word. This morning I want to continue a series on By My Spirit. Getting a little bit of a reverb here. Um, By my spirit. Um, Today, though, we're going to talk about fruit of the spirit. Fruit of the spirit. Now, over the last couple of weeks, we have looked at what it means to live by the spirit. Two weeks ago, we compared our walk in the spirit with Gideon's experiences with God. And if you missed that one, you need to go back. It's online. You can watch it. And it, it, just, it just helped us to be able to put all the pieces together of how this walk with Christ, with the Spirit goes. And, and uh, Gideon's example is just a, a, a great example for us. And then last week, we looked at the main purpose of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And that is to be a witness for Jesus. That's the main purpose of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Now, the Holy Spirit has many, many different purposes in our lives, but His main purpose is to make us a witness of Jesus Christ. That's why He was sent. That's why the, uh, Jesus said, wait until He comes. That's why he, he told His disciples, I must go away that you have the Holy Spirit so that you can receive what I have for you because if without Him... You can't be the witness I need you to be. Amen? Now, he was talking to his disciples, disciples who had spent three years with him, three and a half years with him, eating with him, talking with him, discussing everything, listening to every message, every small group, every, you know, everything that he had going on, they were there. And yet they couldn't be effective witnesses without the Holy Spirit. And if they couldn't, we can't. Period. It, it just, it's not going to happen. Without the Holy Spirit working active in our lives, we cannot be the witnesses that He wants us to be. be. But today, I want to talk about the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. Of course, we need to turn to Galatians chapter 5. That's where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Paul gives us a very good explanation of the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 25. And so that's where we'll read our text today, and then I'll go into several different points from here. It says in Galatians 5, 16, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. If there's no other reason why we need to walk by the Spirit, that's it, isn't it? So we do not gratify the desires of our flesh. We need to walk by the Spirit. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Now, if we could ever get this in our, in our minds, in our hearts, in our souls, down deep, that there is a battle going on inside of us. The flesh wants to do one thing, and the Spirit wants to do another. We need to understand it is a battle. It's not just a one-time battle. It's not a battle that you win by just going to the altar and praying a prayer. It's not going to happen that way. This is a daily battle. 
a daily battle. That we need to understand that there is this conflict that's going because they are opposed to one another. I mean, we're talking they're in opposition to one another. Sort of like our political parties right now are. I mean, we have great example of what it means to be opposed to one another. I mean, they do not think the same. They do not act the same. They do not talk the same. They don't have the same. Our spirit and our flesh are total opposites. Total opposites. And we need to understand this. We need to understand that this is going on inside of us. And so we must have the Spirit of God working in us. Verse 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Period. Amen. Corey, that's it. Period. We, we, need, to, we need to get this into our society today. And I don't mean just those, I mean in the church even. To understand, I mean, because there's things right here, I mean, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger. You know, this isn't just stuff out there. This is stuff that can happen in here. It's, it's a battle against the flesh. These things are evident, he says, and those who practice these things... Those who continue in these things, those who keep their desires towards these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's a powerful statement, isn't it? I mean, when we really begin to contemplate that, we need to step, take a step back and go, wait a minute, why am I jealous over somebody else leading that up there? Why am I angry at that person in the church? Why am I in such division and dissension with somebody else outside of this place who has a different political view than I do? Amen? I mean, we need to take a look at this because if we continue to practice these things, he says, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, God's grace is there. We know that. We know that he's working on us. We know that we are being sanctified. We know that we are growing but we need to be growing in the Spirit and not staying in the desires of our flesh. We must be continually growing. We must be continually growing. So, let me get through this passage of Scripture here. I keep going off on things. Sorry about that. 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Now here's a few things that I, I want to talk about out of these passages today. When, when you read in, in verse 19, well, well let, me just, let me just put my first point. First point is works 
versus fruit. Works versus fruit. And here's what I I want you to see. In, In verse 19, Paul says that works of the flesh. He talks about this word is works of the flesh. Now the word works means a striving, an effort, employment. It's like, it's a job. It's a task. It's something that we we have to work at. In essence, it is saying that sin is a product of our efforts. Right? So, however, when he describes what the Spirit brings, he talks about it being fruit. Fruit is naturally produced by the Spirit. Not by any of our effort. So, living a life controlled by our fleshly desires is hard work. Amen? I mean, I'm telling you. But when we live according to the Spirit, He produces righteousness within us. He produces it. But... (laughs) Sin wears you out, but righteousness produces refreshing. I mean, think about it. Those of you who have have lived a sinful life before Christ, before you got saved. I mean, some of you maybe got saved in children's church and you didn't really have, you know, a sinful life, if you understand what I'm saying. But those of us who have gone out into the world and lived a sinful life, we know that it took work effort sometimes it was just hard to get up every day i mean at the time you were thinking oh this is fun this is great oh this is awesome we're having a good time but man you were worn out all the time you were sick most of the time you were sick and tired of what was going on in your life i mean yeah all the pleasure and all those things sound great and all that looks good from the outside but man when it gets down to it it's work it takes effort (laughs) we find it very easy to fall into the desires of the flesh but feel we have to strive and labor to live a life that is pleasing to god that's how we look at it don't we I mean, we look at it like, man, it's so hard to be a Christian. I mean, I can't go here and I can't do that and I can't do this. Man. And the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I end up doing. And man, this is hard. (laughs) That is because we are trying to live right in our own strength and power. That's what it is. You see, the only way that we can live righteous lives is through total submission to the Holy Spirit. And then, and only then, will He produce the fruit of righteousness in our lives. Think of it this way. Our submission to the Holy Spirit is the planting of the tree of righteousness in our lives. So when we submit to the Holy Spirit, it's like taking that tree of plant of, of righteousness and saying, plant it in me. Plant it in my life. 
Because once a fruit tree is planted, our work essentially is done. It is then up to the tree to produce the fruit. Amen? You see, it's that submission, Holy Spirit, come, be planted in my life. Once we allow that Holy Spirit to plant in our life, then He produces the fruit. He produces the righteousness within us. Because how many of you know that my righteousness is like filthy rags? Everything that I can strive to do in my life to be right, to do right, is like filthy rags to God. It doesn't mean a thing. But when I submit to the Holy Spirit, He begins to produce those things within me. Because then it's not a self-righteousness, it's the righteousness of God being produced in my life. Does that make sense? Are you guys following with me on this? Yes, there are some things that we need to do to maintain the tree. Amen? But there is nothing else that we can do to produce the fruit. It is entirely up to that tree. Men have been able to figure out how to artificially produce a lot of things. Right? But we will never be able to artificially produce an orange or an apple. That can only be done by the tree. Now they can take the very basic essence of one of those things and maybe try to make another one clone it, or whatever they're going to do. But they will never be able from nothing to make something. They can't just go, today I'm going to go in the lab and I'm going to throw some stuff together and I'm going to make an apple. It just isn't going to happen. And the same thing is with us. We can't make it happen. I can't make that fruit In my life, the Holy Spirit has to produce it. We can try our hardest to be good on our own. We can try to find love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and everything else that is righteous and holy on our own, but it will never be all that it could be without the power of the Holy Spirit without the power of the Holy Spirit producing it within us. Let me just tell you that it will be a fake and artificial fruit without the Spirit producing it within us. And what will happen is is when hard times come, that fruit will wither away and rot. It won't be refreshing. It won't do what it's supposed to do. But when the Spirit produces it within us, we can go through whatever we're going through with the patience and the love and the, and the self-control and all those things. We can face those things because the Spirit is producing it within us and it's real. It's real. If we do it on our own, it's artificial. I don't know if you've ever taken a bite of an artificial or a wax apple or something. It's, it's no good. Doesn't work. Not the same thing. Second point this morning that I have is this. The Spirit produces fruit, not fruits. 
Now, you can take that point a couple of different ways, right? <laughs> but what I'm referring to is the fact that the Spirit produces one type of fruit. One type of fruit. Just as an apple tree cannot produce oranges, the Spirit produces only one type of fruit, and that is a fruit of righteousness. Even though Paul lists several different things that he refers to as the fruit of the Spirit, he is not giving you a list of different types of fruit. They comprise one type of fruit, and that is that fruit of righteousness. So we can't say, I have the fruit of love, but that patience fruit, I don't want to have anything to do with. Amen? Because it's all the same fruit. Do you get what I'm trying to talk about here? We can't pick and choose, well, you know, uh, today I'm going to have some patience, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, if things get rough, I'm going to switch over and I'll just be (laughs) long-suffering. You you see what I'm saying? I mean, we we can't pick and choose what fruit of the Spirit because it's all one fruit. It's all this fruit that the Spirit is working within us and it's growing up within us. We need to understand we can't pick and choose what parts of it we want. It all comes from the the Spirit. Now, unfortunately, over the years, I have seen many who have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but instead of having the fruit of the Spirit, they just become fruits. (laughs) Amen? You seen that? If you've been in Pentecost for very long, you've probably seen some fruits out there. Just having the baptism of the Holy Spirit evidenced by speaking in tongues is not what produces the fruit of the Spirit. Okay? So when people look at somebody, well, they were up there speaking in tongues and prophesying, and now they're out here bad-mouthing their brother and sister. I've seen church fights. In Pentecostal churches, people filled with the Holy Spirit, praising God, speaking in tongues, and then they're backbiting one another as they walk out the door. Just being baptized in the Holy Spirit without evidence of speaking in tongues does not mean you're having the fruit of the Spirit produced in your life. Listen, folks, God is calling you and I to something different, a a different place. He is calling us to walk by the Spirit so we don't gratify the desires of the Spirit, of the flesh. He wants us to be in the Spirit, to walk in the Spirit, to let the Spirit begin to produce those fruit of righteousness within us. You know, this week in politics, you could definitely see people who are all from all political parties, displaying the fruit of the flesh. It's a sad day in our country. I, I just I mourn, I, I grieve every time I watch and see stuff on news. I like to keep up with it because I just like to see where things are going, but 
man, it just grieves my spirit every time that I start watching because it's just, I don't care which side of the aisle you're on, it's a mess. And they're just, it's just, it's just terrible to see. You see, the fruit of the Spirit comes when we submit to the Spirit. We must submit to the Spirit of God in our lives and begin walking in the Spirit on a daily basis and then our lives will produce the fruit of the Spirit. All of it. In every part of our lives. We, we have, but we have to submit first. Like I said, it's like that planting of the tree in our lives. Submission, God, I submit myself to you. I submit myself to the Holy Spirit today. I submit to what you're wanting to do in me. I submit to your will and not my will. I submit to these things. That's the planting. And then it's the Spirit's job to begin producing. But we have to submit first. We have to have that submission. And that's what I see in our world today. Nobody's willing to submit. Nobody's willing to give up their side. Nobody's willing to take the first step. This morning, the scripture I had to put out on Facebook and Instagram was, you know, the Bible tells us to do unto others as we would have them do to us. In our world, it's, I need to do unto others before they do it to me. I need to do unto others as much as I can so that they don't get me. But the, but the Scripture tells us, and as Christians, we need to understand this. We need to grab hold of this. Jesus said we need to stand up and be first and say, I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to do what's right. We need to be the first ones that step out and say, I submit to God. Because I can't do it on myself. My flesh, remember, is in opposition to the Spirit. My flesh is telling me, rise up and tell them people they're supposed to be doing this and that way, and they better get... Right? It's what my flesh is trying to say. But my Spirit is saying, submit to God. Submit to God. Submit myself to Him, and love will flow out of me. The patience will be there for me. All of those things that I want and desire will be there as I submit myself to God and plant that tree of righteousness into my life. So my third point this morning is this. Fruit grows. Fruit grows. Now here's another thought about the fruit of the Spirit. It takes time to grow. You don't just plant a tree and expect it to produce fruit the next day. If you do, you're crazy because it's not going to happen. Do you know that there are some fruit trees that you shouldn't expect any fruit for at least the first three years, five years, seven years? There's, there's, there's different ones that it takes a long period of time for them to be able to get their roots down into the ground and be able to get the right nutrients and to be able to get to a place where their branches can handle the fruit when it comes on. You see, fruit grows. And we don't need to expect baby Christians to have all the fruit of the Spirit. 
It takes water. It takes sunlight, nutrients, fertilizer, and sometimes even pruning to see the fruit produced. Well, the same is true in our lives. If, if we want to see the fruit of the Spirit in our, our lives, then we need to let the water of the Word do its work in our lives. That is the most important part right there. If they don't have water, they're going to die. The tree is going to die without the water. The water is the Word. The water is the Word. We need to be pouring the Word in. Once again, I can't produce the fruit but I need to maintain the tree to help it produce the fruit. How do I do that? The Word. i got to get the Word. We need the light. We need the light of Christ in our lives. We need to be in relationship with Christ on a daily basis. We need to be in communion with Him. We need to be receiving the light of God into our lives on a daily basis. We need to dig deep into the things of God and find the nutrients needed for the fruit to grow. We need to get into God's Word not just by just reading it, but we need to dig deep into it. We need to find out the things of God. We need to understand the things of God. Those are the nutrients that come into our lives that help produce this fruit of righteousness in our lives. We, we need relationships and even conflict to fertilize our lives. Hmm. Think about that. We don't like to think about fertilizer because that's, that's poo, right? I mean, if you grew up on a farm, you know, you take cow manure and you plant it next to a plant, it's going to grow. I mean, it's, that's, that's the stuff we don't want. That's the stuff we don't want to have. But how many of you know without the fertilizer, it's not going to grow very big. It's not going to grow very tall. It's not going to produce much fruit without the fertilizer. And the fertilizer sometimes are the relationships that we have and the conflicts that come. So when we try to hide from the conflict, when we try to hide from those relationships, when we hide, try to get away from those things and not get into people's lives and it's all messy and I don't want to deal with your stuff. Amen? We're not helping that fruit be produced in our lives. We even need to understand that the Lord will need to bring discipline into our lives to prune off the old dead branches of the flesh so new ones can grow that will produce the good fruit. You see, if you just leave a fruit tree just grow all on its own, branches will start to die and, and everything will, will begin to, to die off. You've got to go out there and you've got to cut off some of these limbs and you've got to cut it back and you've got to make it to where those ones that grow out are strong. And bringing all the nutrients and all the water and all that, that fertilizer up into the branches so that the branches can produce the fruit. If you don't cut off those ones that aren't producing, aren't doing what they're supposed to do, then they will take all the nutrients and all the stuff and it'll die. We got to let God do some disciplining in our lives, some pruning. 
to be able to see the fruit just produced in such a good way, in a big way in our lives. Folks, it's a process. You need to understand this. It's a process. And we have to let the process work. Amen? I mean, we have to let the process work. Because we can stymie what the Spirit wants to do in us. We can stop it. It's our choice. It's our decision. And there are no shortcuts. There's no shortcuts to producing the right fruit in your life. It is a process that has to take time to work in you where the Spirit is moving in you and working in you and pruning you and, and doing all these things within you to produce this good fruit. So my last point this morning is this. This fruit is a freedom fruit. A freedom fruit. Now the the whole book of Galatians was written to the church that had been established through Paul's first missionary journey. Paul had established this church in Galatia. He had gone there by the, the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Him and Barnabas went out on a first missionary journey and they went into this region. They preached the gospel and people were coming to Christ and they founded this church, established it. But this church that had started off by faith in Jesus had now been influenced by what were called the Judaizers who wanted to make Gentile Christians hold to the laws and customs of the Jews. Paul wrote this letter to help them to understand that they were free from the old law. But now we're subject to another law, the law of the Spirit. You see, all throughout the Old Testament, the the sin of Israel was not that they wanted to completely do away with God, but they wanted to add all the other gods to their worship of, of God. Their sin was not wanting the Lord and Him alone. I see much of the church in this same place today. We want to serve God, but we also want to serve the desires of our flesh. We want to have a relationship with God, but we don't want to go too far. We still want to have fun. Right? I mean, I don't want to be radical like some of those people. You see... The fruit of the Spirit comes when we are totally committed to Christ. That's when the fruit begins to be produced in us. If we're just half in or half out, halfway there, it's not going to become, it's not going to be produced. It's not going to happen. When when we have found the freedom from the flesh by submitting ourselves completely to the power of the Spirit, that's when the fruit begins to just begin to grow like crazy on us. When we have found the freedom of submitting to God. See, we think 
you know, the world wants to tell us, everybody wants to tell us, it's just, it's just too hard to be a Christian. You have to do all these things and all these... No, no. You guys don't understand. There is more freedom in my submission to Christ than there is to the submission of my flesh. My flesh wants to put me in bondage. My flesh wants to hold me down. My flesh wants to tell me, no, you can't do good. You must do evil. That's what my flesh wants to tell me. But when I submit to God, He says, look, I'm going to put my spirit in you and it's going to produce righteous fruit. Now there's freedom in that. You see, there's freedom in that of just submitting to God and say, God, you produce it in me. God, make it happen in me. God, I'm just going to be totally and completely focused on you and what you want for my life. I'm going to be submitted to you. And when that happens, he will begin to produce all of this fruit within you. That is what you really want anyway. Because how many of you don't want love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. How many of you don't want those things? I mean, I think all of us want that, don't we? I mean, that's what we desire. That's what, man, I just want somebody to love me. I just want somebody to be kind to me today. I just want you to be gentle in how you approach me. Right? I mean, that's what I want. That's what all of us want. But it only comes as we submit to God, as we submit to the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives and say, Holy Spirit, come, be planted in my life and begin to grow. Pastor Lauren, if you'll go ahead and come. I want more than anything, each of you to find the fruit of freedom in your life. The fruit of freedom. Try as we might, we can't be good on our own. In our own strength, works isn't going to do it. It's only as we submit to God and His Holy Spirit in our lives. As we allow the Holy Spirit to just be planted down deep into our soul and our spirit. Down deep in us. And then He will begin to produce the fruit of righteousness within us. It's not a striving. It's easy. The hardest part is maybe digging that hole right in here to say, be planted in me. The hardest part is to say, okay, I open up, come and plant yourself in me. That's the hardest part. But then we can pretty much take our hands off. And we can maintain, we need to maintain the tree. We need to read the word. We need to have relationship, ongoing relationship with Christ. We need to have all those things that I mentioned to maintain the tree. But, but those aren't hard work. It's just a little bit here and a little bit there. The hard work is when the Holy Spirit is producing the fruit. He's doing all the hard work. He's doing the part that we can't do. But it's only when we submit to Him. Let's all stand this morning as we conclude the service. Just everybody head bowed, eyes closed, not looking around at anybody else, but just 
just really contemplating in your own life where, where you are, where all of this sits with you. If you're here today and you have been striving and striving and striving and striving and you just can't seem to make it, I pray that today God has given you a fresh revelation for your life to give up, to submit to Him, to let it go into His hands. All we have to do is put our total focus, our total submission to Him. That starts with a a relationship with Him. So if you're here today and you've never made that commitment, I want to pray with you. I want to ask God to just come in and forgive you of your sins and cleanse your life and help you to begin to start this walk with the Spirit that will produce these things that we all want, that we all desire, that we all have a, a hope for in our lives. That's you this morning, and you maybe never prayed a prayer of salvation. You never asked Jesus to come into your life, or, or maybe you did a long time ago and you haven't done that, and you know you've walked away from that relationship and you need to come back. If that's you or today, if you never have or you need to come back, I, I just want to see your hand this morning. I want to pray with you. I just want to ask God to come and just do something miraculous in your life. Make a change that only He can do. I believe that all of us here maybe have made that commitment then and, and are wanting to follow after the Spirit, but maybe we've, we've tried to take the reins ourselves. We're trying to produce fruit artificially. We've been striving to do it ourselves, and I want to be good. I want to be good. I want to be good, God. And we, we cry out these things, and we ask God, I just want to do right. I just want to do right. And we strive and we strive and we don't ever seem to meet the expectations. I would submit to you today that it's because we're trying to do it in our own strength. Today, I just want us to take just a few moments and I just want us to submit ourselves to God again. To say, God, I submit everything that I am, everything that I have, all of my hopes, all my dreams, all my desires, everything that I am to you. God, I'm asking you now to come and plant a tree of righteousness into my life. God, I want to have the fruit of the Spirit. I want to walk in that fruit of the Spirit. I want to have it being produced on a daily basis. But I know I can't do it in my own strength. So God, I'm coming today and I'm submitting myself to you once again, anew and afresh. And I'm asking you, God, to begin to produce this fruit, this fruit that only you can bring, that only you can make, that you can make that's real and will make a change in my life. Holy Spirit, just come now and just move in every life, in every heart, in every individual right now as we pray in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Just pray. Just ask Him to touch you now. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Just come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. Never walk. 
something and it sort of took a little bit of a twist because Terry said I might have you share at the altar and I was like okay Lord I was reading about Moses and about Pharaoh and God showed me something and I think it's very pertinent today and so I'm going to read the scripture he said God said to Moses get up early in the morning and confront Pharaoh tell him God, the God of the Hebrews, says, Release my people so they can worship me. This time I am going to strike you and your servants and your people with the full force of power so you'll get it into your head that there's no one like me anywhere in all the earth. You know that by now I could have struck you and your people with deadly disease and there would be nothing left of you, not a trace. But for one reason only I've kept you on your feet, to make you recognize my power so that my reputation spreads in all the earth. You are still building yourself up at my people's expense. You are not letting them go. So here's what's going to happen. At this time tomorrow, I'm sending a terrific hailstorm. There's never been a storm like this in Egypt from the day of its founding until now. So get your livestock under roof. Everything exposed in the open fields, people and animals will die when the hail comes down. All of Pharaoh's servants who had respect for God's word got their workers and animals undercover as fast as they could, but those who didn't take God's word seriously left their workers and animals out in the field. And God said to Moses, stretch your hands to the sky, signal the hail to fall all over Egypt on the people and the animals and the crops exposed to the fields of Egypt. And Moses lifted the staff to the skies, and God sent peals of thunder and hail shot through with lightning strikes, and God rained hail down on the land of Egypt. The hell came, hell and lightning, a fierce hailstorm. There had been nothing like it in Egypt in its entire history. And the hell hit hard all over Egypt. Everything exposed out in the fields, people and animals and crops were smashed. Even the sheep trees in the fields were shattered. Except for Goshen, where the Israelites lived, there was no hell in Goshen. What God was showing me in here was this. All of Pharaoh's servants who had respect for God's word got their workers and animals undercover as fast as they could. Terry's talking about submission and submitting. And all I saw were these people that didn't know God, that were not God's chosen people, still recognized God for who he was. And how much more for us if we'll just submit. All he's saying is submit to believe. And today what I found with Terry's word that the Lord gave to him was if we'll just submit, if we'll just believe, if we'll just let loose, if we'll just run under the cover that he's providing and let him do it, he will save us. 
We don't have to struggle. We don't have to be out in the fields. We just have to believe. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe God's spoken a word to us today. I pray that you will receive it, take it, and just let God do the work in you. Don't strive for it. Strive for Him. Amen? Don't, don't strive for the thing. Strive for Him. Just in a relationship with Him. As we allow the Spirit to work in us, He will produce everything that we need in our lives. Hallelujah. Father, I just pray Your blessing now upon each one as they go from this place. God, let us receive Your Word with gladness today. God, don't let us be like those that look in a mirror and see our image and then walk away and forget it. God, let us be as ones that look and see what the Word of God is saying to us today and go out and do it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here today. Have a great afternoon. Remember, Light for the Lost, if you haven't signed up, it's out there on the table. Men, we need to meet up here in the front, over here on this side. Uh, Pastor Pete's going to have a meeting with you. All the men, if you could, just come uh, for about the men's retreat. Thank you for listening. We hope you'll tune in next week for another great sermon from Grace Point Assembly of God.